you for tuning in to another episode of Rock Your Life with Nora Finch, where we talk about natural wellness and how to stay mentally fit. My shows are inspired by my life experience, my 20 plus years in natural wellness and my self-defense training in the Israeli system of Krav Maga. On with the show, this is Being Bulletproof Part 2 with me, Nora Finch, the host. Today's focus is going to be on assertive communication specific to the first responder industry and how to apply it. My recommendations for building verbal and physical self-defense skills I am also including two bonuses at the end, one for a custom daily ritual. I'm not just going to tell you to go to the gym or do yoga, okay? And the other is an example of how to deal with the public who say fucked off things, okay? So I hope that is an area that helps you both those areas. Okay, so the great Sun Wu, I love this quote. He said, hence to fight and conquer in all battles is not supreme excellence. Supreme excellence consists in breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. With that being said, I really love that quote, but I don't know really that I would say use the word enemy, um, that I consider other people are enemies, since I am the loving, compassionate Buddhist who believes we are all teachers of each other, right? But I really do like that quote trying to do it without getting violent. So I am happy to dedicate yet another solo episode to our first responders who run towards danger, not away from it. I hope that's not too cliche, but I really do love that. To recap, we talked in episode one about building self-worth, and I hope that you did your homework instead of spending your time chasing skirts, okay? I just had to use that. I think they said it in the 50s. I just think it's so funny. Okay. I want to ask you if you think it is a smart decision to be prepared for the world or to stay sheltered and ignorant. Ignorant just means not knowing, right? Okay. I hope your answer is that you believe it's a smart one. While we can't always prevent certain life experiences, being prepared to a degree is a beautiful thing to me. I have found it more fulfilling to immerse myself in personal growth than consume myself in the things that I feel keep us down as a people, which are these habits, drugs, alcohol, violence, promiscuous sex, these things to pacify and manage life's challenges. I would like to create a new trend, right, where we leave those old things behind. And I've always believed that since a teenager, that these things are only actually providing temporary satisfaction. Satisfaction, sorry, temporary satisfaction. And this translates in all facets of our life, just, you know, kind of basically to survive life. (sighs) utilizing these different skills that I feel like we need different different skills okay so growing up in the American culture as seen through my eyes and my upbringing in a small town in Pennsylvania which was quite quite an adjustment coming back here after my parents divorced when I was six I didn't grow up learning any conflict resolution skills I don't know that many of us do it's not something taught in school or from our parents like a lot of other life skills such as boiling an egg right um 
So my self-defense training is what led me to this world of verbal and physical confrontation, learning, developing actual skills. The only conflict I really dealt with at that time in my life growing up was with my you know inner self feeling like a black sheep and dealing with the summer visits with my mar- narcissistic mother who constantly ridiculed me for my punk rock fashion and looking like a boy to her. I was basically everything she was not. So as far as uh, no crime and little to no conflict at all, never been in a fight, actually felt helpless most of my life. So another reason that self-defense helped me so much. And so um, on a basic level, when I look back at it, I didn't even tell her to stop because I just, you know, didn't feel the right. So again, another thing that has empowered me from self-defense that I learned to speak up. So I never really knew what this word assertive meant, which I ended up realizing it just meant being direct because in our culture, and I still think it is a little bit now, when if you are a woman and you are direct or use a certain term, right, you're a bitch. And then when it comes to men behave, men's behavior, assertiveness usually comes with aggression, right? Because that's how you get shit done, which I admit that aggressive approach sometimes is needed with me. And um, I need that sometimes from my husband. But, you know, even still with all of this, I've learned I still have issues speaking up with him. It's totally slow process. Okay, so in learning self-defense, I ended up learning what boundary setting was and um, even during that time, actually before self-defense, when I was learning about parenting, uh, boundary setting is also a term used um, in some parenting systems. So one of my most valuable lessons in life. So in the previous episode, once you've learned based on that, that you are worth a goddamn, right? That's going to help you set boundaries and feeling you are capable of taking crap with dignity and style and speak with anybody, be able to without causing or escalating conflict, I hope. Because if you practice more, of course, you're going to get better. In books like I'll recommend, like Verbal Judo, you'll learn about the Samurai Warfare State of Mind, Mushin, or Still Center, and you'll be able to deflect insults. Okay? So what better what better way to become more of a badass than learning how to communicate on the street, right? And then everything else I'm going to share with you in this series um, regarding building a mindset from an obscure world that you might not know much about, which is the punk rock and hardcore music from the early 80s that influenced me. So um, I'm going to take you into that world, which a lot of people don't think of that as music therapy or anything to help us because a lot of people don't listen to lyrics. Okay, so sometimes walking away, ignoring or being silent doesn't always work. And I know in in your industry, you can't always do that, right? You got to deal with people. And I know there's a bunch of different scenarios we can't address and you can't always prepare for every sort of incident. But in my training and everything that I've learned, I'd rather have the knowledge of knowing something than nothing. Um, And I learned it actually backwards when I actually learned physical skills. I was like, wait a minute. I still don't really know what to say to people, even strangers that are getting close to me. So I want you in your mind to say to yourself when you're 
anything that you're doing and you want in life, but we're going to say particular to these scenarios and situations, to tell yourself, I got this. This will work. And by this, you're going to be focusing on only positive responses, okay? Without a doubt, whatever you do is going to work. Plus, a lot of people are going to be a little bit stumped because they're not used to people, you know, they're used to fighting. That's the go-to in our country, right? So when you actually try to have a conversation with somebody, it's a little bit different. So it takes work. So some things to note, I want you to think about this. Empathy absorbs tension. I will say it again. Empathy absorbs tension. Also from verbal judo, the samurai text said, when man throws spear of insult at head, move head. Spear miss target, leave man. Empty handed. Spear in wall, not in you okay so just keep th these things in mind um, again depending on the situation okay it's not always people acting all crazy but um, just wanted to give you um, some some thoughts on that so it's interesting I've been working on this series for a year now for first responders and it is the second week of April 2020 and we are dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I am actually very happy to hear though that people are thanking first responders so much. I'm very glad for that and yes I would like to thank you as well just for everything everything. So I've been hearing about a couple of different um, situations actually only hearing this one situation but I wanted to bring it up and, and I know it happens all the time not just during this time I think it's just prompting you to guys to maybe react a little bit differently um, so the diabetic who keeps tying up the line constantly calling in I wanted to address this scenario and again these are just suggestions I would actually like to there to be a new kind of protocol and how to deal with the public and training them and I know it's annoying and talking to them and you don't always have the time but I just wanted to make these suggestions maybe maybe you guys would incorporate them I don't know okay so the diabetic who keeps calling up tying up the line in your response to ma'am or sir to them we're really busy right now is this a life-threatening emergency maybe they try to explain or fumble or whatever okay let me ask that again and I see you are frustrated right now but I need you to listen to me Here's what's going to happen. Or I'm going to have to ask or tell you to dot, dot, dot. Or other approaches. I see that you keep calling and tying up the line. I understand this is important to you. However, we need to address XYZ at the moment. Or I'll be happy to help you when or could you say something like this I'd like you to stop for a moment hang up the phone and take a break now I know some of you guys have said that you have to go to a call regardless 
Um, but these people, you know, calling for stomach aches and things like that, which you would and I would not consider an emergency, um, you still have to go. I, I don't know, like, what happens if you, you talk to them like this? Like, are you allowed to talk to them like this? I don't know. Th this kind of stuff is like where I was suggesting, you know, some new ways in retraining. Second example. I love this, and I'm surprised I didn't think of it initially when I was thinking of scenarios because in all aspects of our life, we deal with our personal space, okay, and addressing boundaries, which some of us, like myself, have had problems my entire life not being able to do it because I didn't know how, nor did I feel the right I had to. Of course, this depends on who you're talking to and how well you know the person, but this is, I think, a good way to open up the conversation to see where their head is at. So don't assume you know, okay? They may not see anything as wrong with what they're doing, nor do they feel like it's inappropriate. Okay, so partner in the truck who is getting in your space to whatever it is that they're doing, right? That's uncomfortable to you. This is a perfect way. So you need to ask them first. This is perfect during this time of the pandemic because... Um, of the humor in this so the question have you heard of social distancing or when they do you could still use this here when they do the whatever grab your ass brush up against you or whatever hey six feet there buddy i'm serious or some other questions do you know what personal space means is personal space important to you my personal space is important to me. I love this next one. Do I have the words fuck me on my forehead? <laughs> That's something I would say, sorry, because I find so much humor in 40-year-old virgin, that movie, and knocked up and all that stuff. I had to use that. Okay, so if he or she says yes, yes, Nora, you have fuck you written on your forehead. <laughs> fuck me. This is where things get interesting. And it's time to pay attention now, Nora. Just because I feel like I should be who I want to be and dress how I want to act, all of that, it can be construed by the public and the outside audience. Audience? Pu public? <laughs> Not just being on the job. Is that uh, people are going to, you know, take it however they want to take it. And so I must proceed with caution or I will continue to have these lessons in life. And um, my thing is I'm just really nice and like to talk to people so everybody thinks I want to bang them. So I just have to constantly remind myself of, you know, who knows what's going on in their mind. Best advice ever when it comes to personal space, though, I feel like is address it right away because I know I've let it happen too many times in situations where maybe it wasn't a big deal, but I still didn't like it. Okay, so other phrases for the field, I have a bunch of them, but um, I'm just going to, like I said, give you a couple that you might like. So if you study more and you want to study more on this verbal assertiveness, it's really important to use the word I, like I need, I feel, these sorts of things, okay? But um, I'm going to give you a variety. So there is something like such, for example, I need you to listen to me right now. Um, I see that you're frustrated, upset, or angry. Other things, we are going to get through this together, or let's get through this together. 
would you be willing to dot 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 so strangers getting in our space this is an issue that I had because I didn't feel strong enough or assertive enough um, even people approaching me you know at the gas station or you know maybe somebody coming to your door so I really like this one I mentioned I think I did in the first episode I need you to take a walk and that's something you guys could use because you could still just say I need you to talk take a walk please you know so um strangers that's close enough I can hear you from there I'd like you to stop did you hear me let me repeat myself okay this takes practice and it's kind of embarrassing um the role playing that's involved that you could do at home with this and I'll talk about later um another one of my mentors that that recommends doing this Okay, so now this part that I wanted to get into is one of my bonuses that I wanted to give you guys for inner struggles because, you know, sometimes a lot of this stuff, this is why people are drinking. And I am into helping preserve all of our mental health. Okay, so how, if you ask me, so Nora, how can I have compassion or empathy for this person when I want to knock this fucker out, right? When people say things like, well, if you would have gotten here sooner or maybe if you did your job my wife would still be alive or those in law enforcement where you've had people spit on you and call you names so here's my long explanation I am sorry if you would rather choke these people out or eye gouge them okay this has to do with developing the mindset of compassion some people are natural at this some people are not but it can be developed right requiring patience can be developed over time you think they would have taught you some of this stuff in training okay i want you to refer to the saying put yourself in their shoes which some of you older, or I'm sorry, younger newbies, I don't even know if you even have heard of that saying. Because now, this stuff sounded old to us. It may even sound older to you. Okay, understand these people, they only know what they know. They just say in, in general, right? People say fucked off things. And when we understand them, we only know, they only know what they're, they're coming from, their own stories, right? In our culture, violence and the fighting is the go-to. So the aggression, the everything, depending, of course, on people's moods. So I would like us to leave these oldies behind and help us all, you know, learn patience, forgiveness. You're going to keep learning these things if you don't. I'm sorry, the lessons will still keep, will continuously come up if you don't learn from them, Okay. So, strategy for the end of the day during a call or the two minutes you have between in between calls, there's always something you can do. You know, it just takes effort. So, the ritual that I'm going to talk about right now is a combination of journaling. I'm using the word praying, which just means connecting with yourself. So, whatever that means to you, okay? It doesn't have to be through organized um, religion or the Jesus, okay? Meditating, positive self-talk audio, hands-on healing, visualizations such as 
you all creating a dumpster. I've heard that you have for yourself or a box that you can choose when you want to open it or just keep it closed all the time. So the verbal, I'm going to go over verbal, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. The verbal would be, again, you can do this these on their own or together. Verbal. I release and let go. Physical. Wash, scrub, or soak your body with dead sea salts, visualizing the negativity from the day or that specific person going down the drain. Spiritual. Send love to this person. Write down what you learned from the experience. Was it something like to not lose control, to be silent, to respond with love during these times? What did they teach you? Again, people say all sorts of things. Just brush it off. Put it in the dumpster. Emotional would be locate your liver, which can be accessed on many parts of your body, including um, if you just look it up, you know, acupressure points for the liver on your hand or your foot or your body. Put, you know, hands on there and picture any anger dissipating out of your body, okay? Because your liver stores anger there. Acupressure points, which I love saying these poetic Chinese, they're not Chinese words, but they're from the Chinese, right? For anger, pressing the gates of consciousness, which is located below the base of the skull. For anxiety, it would be releasing the inner gate located on the inside of your arm. On the scene, you can totally do these finger holding te techniques. Um, for a few minutes, you kind of got to be serious. I actually haven't tried to do it, you know, just doing it without thinking. It's, it still actually should work, but I think it, it'll make it more serious, you know, when you're actually focusing on you know, what you're trying to do, which is to release emotions. So you can look up Jin Shin Jitsu, J-I-N-S-H-I-N-J-Y-U-T-S-U. Holding the forefinger for worry or anxiety. I believe it is in that. I could be wrong. And the middle finger for anger. Okay, so you're going to hold those. Um, and I would say really minimum of two or three minutes. I think they might say if you're really going to do it and really be serious and like do all of your fingers, five minutes each. I don't know. Some of that stuff again with the rules. Okay, so there's many other techniques out there such as recreating negative mem memories and replacing them with positive ones. Just want to make sure to rinse and repeat daily. I realize this is annoying and work, but you're worth it, right? Okay, we are getting to the close. Yes, there's many things to study. You can look up such as the broken record technique and fogging all of these under verbal assertiveness and use of I statements. Okay, number one person, one of my main mentors, and he is a badass and just helped me so much, Richard Brannon. I mentioned him from the UK as all kinds of videos, but you'll have to look back, back, back in the years of the um, of his YouTube since he talks a lot about narcissistic abuse right now. 
Okay, so in case I said it wrong, I want you guys to check this out because if it's free, then um, I'm glad you'll be able to utilize it. So it's streetfightsecrets.com forward slash capital S capital A dash with other tutorials forward slash. I think in the um, other uh, the previous part one, I think I said backslash. So I think that that was incorrect. Um, if you can't find it on there, it still should be available, his series, and it's dirt cheap. Two books. Verbal Judo by Dr. George Rhino Thompson, Ph.D., English professor, martial artist, and police officer. You can reference the chapter 10 on, I mentioned, the sword of insertion. <laughs> and uh, that's how to interrupt people gently for personal relationships and then you can definitely still um, apply it you know to what we talked about today I like to reference it so you can see the similarities of setting limits with your strong-willed kid by Robert McKenzie and that is spelled M-A-C capital K and then my episode which the site is down now but just keep it in mind it's called effective powerful communication skills with Curtis Smith from the verbal judo institute Okay, finally, 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 even though it's still two paragraphs. These are basically all tests in life, people. Are we going to take shit or are we going to do something? Or what shit are we willing to take on, right? The bully that is life will just keep fucking with you and trying to break you. That's its job. All this preparation and studying and how to work with others in life, I feel like I just need to break it down like this, okay? I did it in six steps, and I'm probably still missing something. Learn the skills we talked about in both of these episodes to include social skills. Two, understand people come from their own stories. They only know what they know. Don't attach to their words. If you don't believe you're stupid, why waste time holding on to that comment? If you know you did everything to save someone's life, who care if that who cares if that random person talks shit about you? Brush it off. Okay? Refer back to part one. Know thyself. Build confidence in self. Side note, refer to the book, The Four Agreements. I want to bring back reading in style. I'm so glad at least that there's audible. Number three, learn what it means to be spiritual which brings compassion and understanding as well as see life's connections and that we are all one. Four, learn holistic remedies for self-healing to include forgiveness. Understand that this is a school and we are all teachers of each other learning lessons. Five, study human behavior and psychology. And six, oh, this one's good. Study the numerous personality disorders out there. <laughs> that I never knew existed in, in the level that they existed and how I would find out that living in the city is where you will find a lot of them. So I didn't insist last episode, but I'm going to insist now that all of you take a minimum of six months in self-defense because it needs to be ingrained in you in a part of your being. This isn't something you just do twice a year, people. Plus, you're going to love it. You're probably going to get addicted to it like me. 
I know this sounds confusing that the Buddhist in me is recommending such a violent type of fighting system, but really the point is the mindset and overcoming fears, right? Because there's a lot of us, male or female, you're just so scared shitless, you don't do anything. And that's one of the biggest probably, uh, I don't know, faults, if I want to use that word, is like that. And once you overcome it, it's kind of the same thing with guns. Um, it's one of the hugest hurdles I feel I've had in life. So um, even if it just means you're throwing, knowing to throw your hands up, right, and not be ca caught off guard. So as far as being a Buddhist and coming from, from co a compassionate state, is it while it has so many different benefits, it didn't teach me how to protect myself physically or stand up for myself. So I feel I am a custom blend of both, which I'm very thankful for. If you can't find the real Krav Maga style, just look up any realistic fighting system. I'm not happy with any place right now, so I'll probably be back to Muay Thai or boxing, or I'm going to try this gigantic place in uh, West Sac. Um, there's also sometimes, um, actually Ralph Gracie here in Natomas will teach some workshops with the real self-defense, not the fancy wrestling, um, as I call it, and uh, Carl is an OG and he's all into that and he's an excellent instructor um, m as for my original instructor he actually just told me yesterday he has been going around and offering to first responders group training finally which I've been wanting him to do um, so you can check him out Chris of King Krav Maga because um, most of his classes in the in his location are fitness based there's also a really gnarly one in Roseville. I don't even think I could handle it or want to handle it. It's pretty aggressive. I think it's called KPAP, and some dude from Israel teaches it. I also like the Kovars program in Carmichael. They only offer it there, so I could see myself ending up back there again, too. So... Please don't wait till the 240-pound dude in the truck goes apeshit because his PTSD got triggered and you can't hit the button like I heard about on that show Nightwatch, okay? Or the angry druggie who gets violent because you ruined their experience they paid for. Even though, you know, you were only just trying to save their life. Excuse me. As Tony the Tiger from Sacramento told me yesterday, the notorious boxer and bail bondsman has been doing it a long time. He said, especially for your first responders, he recommends best advice ever, watch your back, because he feels like dealing with the public and people, everybody, everyone's trying to hurt you, you know, got to protect yourself. And I don't know to say that everyone is, but I think, you know, just being prepared that there are people like that out there. I'm sure you've experienced a lot in your career that you never thought you'd be getting involved with. Finally, if you appreciate what I am doing with my shows and want to support me monetarily, I started a p Patreon page for as little as $5 a month and you will get um, episodes um, and you will also... Um, I'm sorry, you won't get episodes. That's just supporting what I'm doing. But I also have something on there for $20 a month where you can um, have one-on-one -on -one consultations with me to talk about whatever in related to my show topics or anything that you hear on here or if you have ideas for shows, I would love that. So it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash rock your life. 
Of course, subscribing me is just as great. All my contact information is on here. I want to thank you again for listening. And once again, I am not perfect, but I'm glad that I've just been able to learn how to speak up compassionately and um, that I can share with you everything that I have learned along my path. Okay, so stay tuned for my next episodes. They are going to be exciting and I hope very valuable to you. Okay, thanks for listening. This is Rock Your Life with Nora Finch.